You're listening to Talkin' Ace by the Bay Podcast with your host, Larry Rodriguez. Go Oakland, ladies and gentlemen, your first place Oakland Athletics for 2021 in the AL West, and not only that, the American League as we are here recording on April 22nd 2021 can you believe I just said that after the start the Oakland Athletics have seven in a row losing not only did you lose you lost to the AL West rival that has been leading this division for years and then you lost to the World Series champions but that's how the wave was a coming. The A's were getting swallowed by the wave, and then they said, hey, let's just ride this sucker right, ladies and gentlemen. If you've been following the Oakland Athletics and you've been watching them on TV, I mentioned the wave because you may have seen the players doing this thing with their arm that looks like a wave motion. That's exactly what they're trying to do as they've started this new ride the wave craze. But getting back to baseball, what is happening in Oakland to quote one of the famous lines from 2012, a seven-game losing streak, which I never, ever would have thought that's where the Oakland Athletics would have been when we started the season. Just listen back to episode one. I was pretty adamant about what we were looking at was good, and I was absolutely not correct on that one let's just <laughs> there is nothing there uh, that I am going to say that I said except that there's talent on this team still in the core and it's showing itself a little bit maybe the yips I won't call it that I won't call him the yips I'll call it maybe a little bit of the stage fright because there was no fans in the stands until the first game at the Oakland Coliseum, which if there is a little bit of a shining light to all of this, I I shouldn't say that, a little bit of karma to all of this, Athletics fans, I have to say thank you so much. I know it wasn't just me, or maybe it wasn't even me at all. You guys came out in force, and you showed those Houston Astros what they deserved. The booing was excellent. I shared it with my friends, some of them Dodger fans, letting them know, hey, guess what? We aren't letting this one go. And the boo tour, I believe, will continue to follow them as they right now are in last place of the AL West at 7-10. and 10. They've been riddled with COVID issues, and we don't have to get into that because let's just talk baseball. But, I mean, there's kind of a little bit of a, you know, if you go and open up your stadium all to everybody, I, I, I just don't know how you're going to protect these guys like that. But, anywho, let's get off of that topic. Back to your Oakland Athletics. To get to the numbers, they're 12-7 and seven as of today. They lead the AL West, and like I mentioned very quickly earlier, they're up top. They are tied 
for the American League top spot with the 11-game winning streak. Now, we'll talk about this 11-game winning streak a little bit more in detail. <laughs> As it could be 10, it very well could be 10. If you watched uh, yesterday's game uh, against the Twins, there was uh, some moments I would say they definitely, as to quote Ramon Laureano after the game in his interview, the baseball gods are looking upon them. And that's what it takes, folks. There's a little bit of luck. And when you have a season like this, and just an uh, insider little sidebar if you want to save this one for the pocket the Oakland A's any year they've won at least a 10 game winning streak have made the playoffs so I mean is it too early to jump that bridge maybe but that's definitely a positive sign if you're looking at stats from the past I would say so to go back your Oakland Athletics at 12 and 7 are regulating now, what I mean by that, there is one way this team is going to go, and I think we all kind of have to just jump on this. It's been it's it's the trend of this team, and kind of a baseball a little bit, I would say. The way the A's go is the way the home runs go, and if we go back to the beginning of the season, the A's were dealing with some, I would say, serious offensive lethargic. I mean, it looked to me very similar to when the A's faced the Astros uh, in the past, you know, when they would just not be able to go past getting something together. They had guys in running and scoring position. But let's, you know, it's another side note. You want to take this as a sidebar. The A's aren't doing still so well with runners in scoring position. Uh, they are pretty bad at it right now. So it's not that they... How do I say it? It's not that the A's aren't able to make offense like that. It's just that they rely on the home run. And as far as I can understand, the, at last time as the season started, the A's, the first time uh, on Wednesday, was the first time that they won a game where they didn't out-homer the opponent for the 2020, 2021 season. So there you go. I mean, it's, it's very interesting if you ask me about how the athletics have went from zero to hero in a matter of uh, well a matter of 20 days pretty much uh, I would never say that that could have happened uh, I would be on the other side of the Oakland athletics can start getting out of a rut because they've never been a team to start off hot which flips the script to the A's are starting off hot and hopefully this is something that continues as a trend. And what I mean by trend, it's the home run trend. The A's have 25 home runs. 20, excuse me, yeah, 20 of those, or yes, 20 of those home runs were just in the last 10 games. And your boy, Matty O, Matt Olson, is owning, just owning that plate right now. I mean, he went from looking like Matt Olson 2020 in the first seven games to now being like, look out, he's beating the shift again. Oh my God. I cannot tell you how much it pumps me up when Matt Olson hits a ball into right field or into the right part of the field anywhere and it cuts through the shift like a knife. Butter. I don't know about you guys seeing that. It's just smooth as butter. Just seeing those guys dive in the middle of like a shortstop in the middle of right field, diving for a ball that's coming like a uh, exit velocity of 119 miles an hour. I mean, that's that's probably too high, but 
it is so awesome because you got this towering guy and he's taking care of business. There's only one other team that's tied for you with the home runs in the American League leading, and that's the Los Angeles Angels. So uh, just a little sidebar there, which could play a little later. The A's have yet to play the Angels, and they won't be playing the Angels till a little bit later. We'll talk about more future schedule here later in the podcast. To get back to your Oakland Athletics, as I mentioned, your leading home run hitters, you know, it's you, Matty O. But there's many other guys that are contributing to this. Matty O has six home runs, and he belted two yesterday. So, I mean, he's jumping the numbers quick, but it is a, as you know, there's 25 home runs I just mentioned there. It's a team effort, and I think that's important about this team. Another number that brings it back to the home runs, the Oakland Athletics and the American League are right now in third place, or excuse me, fifth place with OPS, the on-base plus, excuse me, the on-base plus slugging percentage. They're at a cusp of 718. And if we get down to just like their last 15 days, their hot streak, they're in second in the American League with the .825 OPS. This is ridiculous if you ask me because at this point, this offense is finding their way. And let's not let's not sugarcoat it. The pitching, the starting pitching that we all hoped would come through is finally starting to show itself really early in the season, including Jesus Lazardo sidebar Jesus Lazardo, thank you for putting back on the glasses in your last start because there was some fear. I'm not if I'm just to go out and ledge here, I highly doubt I'm the Oakland, the Oakland A's fan, so I won't say this is a powerful statement. But we were all a little worried that Jesus Lazardo may be the one that gets cut back when Mike Fires gets put into the rotation, which I mentioned in the last podcast, and still now he's working his way back. And there is a good chance that he'll be making his final rehab start um, before making uh, coming back to the or the Oakland Athletics. So that's you know as of April twenty first. So things are uh, looking good for Mike Fires and that rotation. I mean, right now I would think you would all go to Cole Irvin, but Cole Irvin, I mean, he looks he's been doing he's been holding his own too. He had a good game. Kind of swung the A's back into a good motion with how he's been pitching. So it's been a trickle effect. I mean, Frankie Montas had a little bit of a bad day, I would say, yesterday. So I wouldn't put Frankie Montas on the chopping block, though. So it's going to be an interesting point. You would point to Cole Irvin, though. So the Oakland Athletics pitching overall, though, is 3.2 ERA just as a team which is third in the American League, only behind Toronto Blue Jays at 3.16 and Chicago White Sox at 3.13. Now, what do they lead, though, which I always think is a heavy stat to look at? Whip. If you don't know what whip is, you need a whip of good. Walks and hits per inning pitched. Acronyms everywhere. The A's are at a 1.09 in the last 15 days, folks. That is ridiculous compared to where they were before. I They were way back. Because if you just go to the year to date, uh, for example, from the beginning, they're at a 1.35. And that's with everything from the beginning of the season to now, which is a lot higher and puts you in the middle of the pack at 12th. So the last 15 days and the 11-game winning streak, 
have really made a difference in the pitching. The bullpen, I still have my questions. And we'll talk about another injury here just to put that out. If you're listening, Trevor Rosenthal, listening for injuries is what I meant to say. Trevor Rosenthal is one guy I was like, this is going to have to happen. They have to figure out a way. This was the big signing to get him well and ready because he did have issues during spring training, but he looks good. Well, throw that last podcast away because now he is out, and it may be indefinite if you ask me. He underwent thoracic outlet surgery, as and they put him on the 60-day IL. So that, to me, I think the recovery time from the surgery he had was at least eight weeks, which still puts him as a position to return, but I wouldn't say that's a good opportunity for him to come back. Definitely um, an issue. And Birch Smith talking about the bullpen. Another guy that's he, he's shown so much possibility. But he's been dealing with issues as well with the groin pool. And I thought he was going to be a solid spot. Last year he got hurt and was looking amazing at the beginning of the season. So the, and then you have you know A.J. Puck as of April 20th uh, has yet to resume throwing off a mound. So all your pitching has taken a bit of a hit here. Um, it's, it's, it's really what it is. You're lucky in this winning streak that the starting pitching as does become contagious, but I do have my questions to not, you know, I'm riding the wave guys, but uh, I'm a little bit scared about the bullpen. The, you know, closer thing I've mentioned before, I'm not a fan of closer by committee. I'm not a fan. I thought as of right now, I mean, you got Lou Trevino in there and you've got Jake Diekman subbing in and out and I would have I'll be very blunt here too I would rather have JB Wendelkin rise from that role but he seems to be the guy you put in the role either from your sixth to seventh inning somewhere in there and I'm guessing Sergio Romo was going to be your setup man a lot but he did not look good in his last outing and the outing before his ERA is looking bad and he goes like that uh if his Slider is not what it is, the Frisbee slider, which is an awesome pitch to have at this time and date and age when velocity is a big deal and trying to get under the ball. People are always doing doing these upswings. If you get that slider getting people to chase, it's a killer. But in his last two outings, he looks off. He just doesn't look like he has that slider. And, I mean, that's that's not where you want to be at. But I'm not going to throw up, you know, a big red flag because your starting pitching is starting to put together really good outings. And that's where you want to be. I mean, not including Jesus Lazardo, you know, bringing back the glasses, <laughs> big key. No, uh, you know, he dealt with the lighting issue at the Coliseum, right? The lighting issue is back folks. It doesn't go away for these Oakland athletics. The light, if you don't know what I'm mentioning, uh, during the twin series, when Jesus Lazardo pitched on the second game of the no hitter, the lights went out again. And, uh, this time we were like, uh, double hitter. I hope I didn't say no hitter, but double hitter. The lights go out again like they did during the no-hitter, and he was already had a hit. It's not like someone, you know, hadn't hit off him, but he was throwing a shutout. And as you guys now know, or if you don't, just to catch you up, double hitters right now are still treated as they were last year. You're only going to play seven innings as long as you're not tied. So with that, 
I do have questions about the bullpen. I mean, and right now, Sergio Romo, Lou Trevino, Jake Diekman, any of those guys have been closers, but they're not showing closer stuff this year. I, I, I just have to say, you know, it's, it's a scary thing for me, and I'm liking the starting pitching, no stepping up, because it reminds me of old school days. And I miss, I am one of the fans that, you know, you want to protect these guys. They're young in their career, but I'm still on the same end of like what they do at football, you know, with running backs. You put them out there, you know, you, baseball's different. It doesn't run like this, but you put them out there because you've drafted them or you traded for them and you believe them and you make sure that they contribute your team that year because anything could change next year. And if there's anything we all know about bullpens, if you watch baseball enough, they change so quickly. And right now, that's a perfect example. I mean, Petit, he's still Petit, but I wouldn't say he's the Petit of two years ago. I'm I'm really thankful that, you know, surprising in some spots that we're seeing some guys step into these roles that we have not seen before. And what I mean by that was having – Jordan Weems come. That was a big deal. Jordan Weems coming through. I mean, he'd been as a reliever, but not in the long-time reliever. He came in there and gave some pretty big innings for the Oakland Athletics, if you ask me. So all of these things are very important for the success of this team to go forward. But I'm not here to jump off the wave or poop on the wave or say that the wave doesn't exist. I'm here to promote the wave, ladies and gentlemen. I'm here to talk about where we're at and how the Oakland Athletics are going to rise. That's what I'm here to do. I put my hand to the fire and ask me, how do you deal with this problem of the bullpen that I think may be showing a little bit of itself? I would say you still have to wait some time, just like if you listen to episode one, things don't really develop until May and June with pitching. I mean, that's when you really get to see because. Even though where we're at right now and the athletics are doing terrific, I'd say, uh, batters are always a little bit behind pitchers. It's just how it goes. Spring training was a little bit long this year, but it's still something that shows itself. So I would leave the bullpen as it is for now. It is a worry for mine. And that's just what I want to put out there. Give it some time. I mean, Guadan, uh, interesting guy there that I would say might have some possibilities. He develops a little bit more. Maybe you move Cole Irvin to a long reliever spot for a while, keep him here, but then that means someone's got to go once again. So who do you pick to go that's in your bullpen right now? Interesting. Interesting developments. We'll have to see. Dolores Guerrera, another bullpen guy that's been looking pretty good lately too. So in four games right now, your A's, that's Dolores Guerrera with four games, your A's back to the other side of just stats. They're piling up. On back in your offensive side, the A's have outscored opponents 58-12 to in this hot streak, folks. I mean, their run differential is off the charts. Uh, it's, it's crazy because what happened was when the first season started, they were like 60-run negative differential, which is terrible. Now they're at two. I, I That is just... It's a big difference because I always look at the run differential as a good stat to show where your team's at. You want your team to be not necessarily bulldozing every team they play, but you want them to have a good competitive edge on what runs they're scoring on their opponents, and it shows they're having offense. 
And the A's, once again, as the offense goes by home run, that's what goes forward. But your best, I would say, counterpart, which I mentioned in our last podcast, Jed Laurie making his third appearance with the Oakland Athletics, I think draft as a DA or draft picked up as maybe a possible DH in the future. Now your second baseman with back to little injury, Chad Pinder. I mean, I don't know if Chad Pinder was going to be your second baseman every day, but it felt like Chad Pinder was going to play in any position on the field uh, as he could do. Uh, he was playing right field there for a little bit, which was interesting with Steven Piscotti getting less play time. But to go back, um, you have Chad Pinder. Reason why they might be giving Stephen Piscotty less time is because he's prone to injury in the last few years, and so is Chad Pinder. Chad Pinder goes down with a knee injury, uh, trying to make a great catch. I mean, he made some amazing catches in that Houston series uh, to stop runs when they were just in trouble. But now he has a knee issue. He's been resuming hitting activities, but nothing and throwing. Excuse me, but nothing running. Uh, very low running. So. We need that Pender power back, if you ask me. He's been around in the dugout, which is good to see, because then at least he's working with the team and doing training workouts, which you definitely don't want him to not be there at all, because that could be a red flag. But that is a little more injury sidebar. We jump back into the Oakland Athletics. Jed Lowry, I'm not going to forget this guy. Runners in scoring position, he's your shining light. Because remember I mentioned earlier, they are not doing very well as a team in that category. But you got a guy, it's 8 for 16. I mean, he might not be the double machine he was before, but this guy, oh, man, he is just showing like something is in the water in Oakland that Jed Laurie takes great at-bats. And maybe that, I can't say that's what's rubbing off on the team because I feel like these guys are old enough to all carry themselves in a way. And I think that's a, a good point to roll into right here. The Oakland Athletics this year, you know, with that starting off with that kind of losing streak and to the teams you were facing, I think two years ago, two years ago, this team probably would have crumbled a lot harder. And it shows a lot of adversity for who they are and how they're built as a team. Let's not even get into their skipper, Bob Melvin, always being a solid uh, ground for this team but now the players themselves out there picking themselves up creating this riding the wave thing you know this nice little catch on of whatever that dodger game on the seventh i think was a big part i i think they were over it i think they knew at that time that this is still the world series champions but they could compete with these guys as they did in the first two games and that walk-off was like a a breath of fresh air. The Mitch Moreland walk-off machine. Another bright story in your Oakland Athletics. I mean, he was dealing with some injuries in the beginning of the season, but he's powered through it now, and he looks I mean, he looks pretty good out there. I wouldn't say he looks as, like I said, he was in, in the last episode, the home run hitting machine, but he showed a little bit of that power here in this last series of Detroit in the double hitter smoking two home runs in one game. He went to that right field porch again. So, I mean, that's the Mitch Moreland we need back. Um, I say back, he wasn't Oakland Athletics. We need the guy that was killing us in Oakland. And it's it's showing itself. That walk-off, it wasn't a home run. Oh, don't get me wrong about that. He, that was just recently. Just a base hit to get the team where it needed to be. And, you know, it's, it's a good point 
for that time. I think the walk off, as you saw yesterday, was not. It's kind of similar. I mean, it's not like this amazing walk off as you would think, but it's more of a. There was an air for the Twins um, that the Loriano just got lucky enough. The guy sailed the ball. So that little bit of, like I said, magic and a little bit of things that go your way is showing itself here early in the season. How long the A's can ride this wave? Who knows? I mean, we've seen crazier things in 2012. Heck, you've seen crazier things in the 07, 06 year, I believe, uh, excuse me, for when the A's kind of put together a season that wasn't expected to be, you know, a playoff contending season. It's interesting. Uh, That's what it is right now. The talent's there. And I think a lot of the national outlets may take a little bit of a closer look. We're still early. It's still April, so who knows if the respect's there quite yet. But it helps that Boston is in first place right now, too, because then they always are going to pay attention who's in second and third, and the baseball will be more in the light. Uh, let's talk about that Boston in first and the Yankees in last. What is happening? But like any fan, a good baseball fan would know, it's not time for either those teams that hit the panic button, as I mentioned, it's time to put things in perspective. You are riding the wave, and you got to know there's going to be another one coming. So how do you deal with that if you're the Oakland Athletics? Well, what's coming ahead of you? What do you have to deal with? What teams are you afraid of? Or what teams in the position you're in, how do you prove yourself to be the A's that we thought you, you know, I thought there's potential here. I don't know about you. You got to start beating the good teams. Now, I told you in the beginning – According, if you heard my last episode, the A's had the seventh hardest schedule in MLB according to the 2020 shortened season. I wouldn't say that the schedule from 2020, uh, the teams that were winning are the same as they were. They're different, and the teams that are showing power and the teams that are showing offense um, are, are not the same guys that you saw last year like i mentioned the yankees are not what they were last year the twins are a very good team but they went through a COVID issue and they looked a little bit off their game having not played the whole weekend and having to play a double hitter on tuesday affected them because look at the team you played yesterday i mean there were some errors by the a's which they have really got to stay away from with the pitching they have i think that really helps them but those guys put up 13 runs, and or excuse me, those guys put up 12 runs. So yeah, you can't take those guys out. They got the home run ball, and they're going to be the Twins when you have to face them. I'd put my money on it. When you have to face those Twins again uh, later this year, uh, you're going to be facing a lot more of their you know, bigger hitters, and the home runs that they put up are the ones you know, you're going to see again too. So to go back, how is the media outlook for this team? What do you expect? What can we look forward to? Does this A's team stack up against what's coming in front of them? Well, you got the Orioles. <laughs> the Orioles do look very similar to what they were last year. I mean, they had – oh, they were another team that started off on a little bit of a hot streak. Uh, they were looking pretty good there for a minute, and then they fell off the table hard. So I wouldn't say that's someone – I think there's a lot of fans, though, that are jumping to – how do I say this? I wouldn't say this is a team that's a caliber that you you are necessarily going to prove yourselves if you take the, the series. Or, heck, this is what I was talking about. I think a lot of people are jumping to the conclusion that this team can be swept by the ace. As they're playing right now, yeah, yeah, that could happen. But that's, you know, you got to beat up the bad teams. True. 
Uh, but at the same time, you can't underestimate any major league team. And I think the A's have a good chance to put up some good numbers against the Orioles as they are playing right now. I think the bigger series we have to look at in the next coming week is the Tampa Bay four-game series in Tampa. Because you're going to play the Orioles again within next week back at the Coliseum, which is, a, or excuse me, not that close. I apologize for that. You're going to play the Orioles again. Oh, I was right. You're going to play the Orioles again in late April and into May back at the Coliseum. So with that, you know, you're going to face Toronto here too. Excuse me, Toronto and Tampa Bay. So back to Tampa Bay, 26, 27, 28, 29th in Tampa. This team is, I think, a huge, this is a huge series. And this team looks similar to the Tampa Bay we saw, you know, the one year when we had the playoff game, the wild card game, and it didn't go so well. That's still this Tampa Bay team. They're still putting up numbers. They still got the pitching that's unorthodox, but yet some works in some ways when they put bullpen in there and their starters have got good numbers. Remember, this is the team that was in the World Series too. And if it wasn't for somebody being taken out of the game a little bit too early, we could probably all have a discussion on that as well. If you watch the World Series in 2020, there's a very good chance that they would be the World Series champions. So this kind of plays into that. What I mentioned in the last episode, they're going to face some opponents that they're going to have to put up against, you know, put up good numbers against. And I would say Tampa Bay, if you're really going to get hot, this would be the team I'd, I'd like to face. And this kind of plays as well if you listen to the previous episode at the point of this team hasn't seen you since that 2019 game. So you may have that above them. Maybe you could use that to your advantage as there won't be familiarity on that side. Because you could tell the A's, I mean, just where they've been, some of these things are working out. But the familiarity is a big thing for them to know, you know, who you're going to face and how they look. These guys have faced each other before. So that I would say there's going to be some rollover from the last time in 2019 when they played. So not too much of an edge, but enough where you could take this series. And I think it's important. It's a four-game series. To put it together and you know you gotta really bring that heat hopefully you win the orioles which if you're gonna ask me once again if you're gonna ask me and put my hand onto the fire and say what's gonna happen yeah the a's will and should win that Orioles series if not it could be a big bummer to going into tampa bay but i wouldn't say a dagger to where they're at because they've got the potential to have a great april and finish it out on a high note seeing that they play the orioles again back home on April, the the last day of April, into May, the first couple days of that weekend series. So I think the A's can't look, put it in summary, you can't look too far ahead. They're winning these things one game at a time, and that's how the winning streak started. I think a little bit helps that they've had, I'm always harping on days off. The A's some way, somehow, probably will have a 20-game set, which I haven't looked for for far enough in the schedule for the future to see when that happens. But they'll probably have a 20-game set where they have to play a bunch of games in a row, and it can burn out you, uh, you know, physically, mentally, and all the above as being a baseball player. So right now, they're taking advantage of these days off. I mean, the 
Twins day off, the postponement game, I think that kind of helped because that was like another bonus day off. They had a Sunday off, a weird one beginning of the year, after a big series against the Astros, taking them down. And from then on out, they have been down, as I mentioned earlier. So with that, it's very timely what's happening with the A's. Getting these wins on days off is a big key. Like it's a good turnaround to have the day off enjoy and not let the look back on the last day on what mistakes were made or how you lost it. I mean, you're on a winning streak. So I always wonder too, how much that pressure starts building on you. If you ask me another question to be very truthful to all you guys, do I want the A's going against Tampa Bay with the winning streak? This is a weird place to be in the pressure of being in a winning streak and facing Tampa Bay would be interesting to watch but if you ask me to say if i want it no i prefer the a's i mean look guys i know that's like controversial you want your team to win every game right but realistically it's a 162 game season and you know i would love to be you know witness of another 20 game in a row winning streak you know that'd be amazing to see it because when it happened last time i was younger so i remember it but it's not like i remember the games as if i would now i would remember how this started but if you're asking me about the 2021 season and who you're facing, the pressure of having a winning streak and going to Tampa, these guys, the Oakland Athletics right now, the way they feel, probably feel like they can win every game. But it is good to have some leverage to know the pressure of not just being on a winning streak, but playing a really hard team, a really good team, could be too much where it just errors could happen. You know, it's it's a mental game. You play that game between what's you know your ears your, your brain this is a this is why we love the game very mental so i think i've said so 50 times there sorry about that guys <laughs> we've covered it the schedule what do i think i just gave you a little heads up i think they take the Orioles series and if they don't sweep that series going to tampa i think they'll split with tampa and when they come back and face the orioles at the coliseum then we'll see at that point I think it's I don't like when you have to face a team so quickly, but I would hope that they take at least two out of that series as well, out of that three game series. I they can do that. That's not like it's a question. It's just how what do they come out of that Tampa Bay series? Like is the bullpen in a in a toughie? I think this is this is a good test early in the season. If that starting pitching could really come through against the Tampa Bay Devil Rays, that would be awesome because then I figure the A's, it's all about winning series at this point. You gotta put together the series and you gotta win out. You gotta figure out every each day and deal with it as it is. And you know, hopefully the winning streak continues. But for me, I'm just riding the wave, guys. Just riding the wave. <laughs> well, that's been another episode of Talking A's by the Bay. You guys can follow me on Instagram at Talking A's by the Bay, also at Twitter at A's by the Bay on Twitter and on Facebook, look up talking A's by the Bay. All of those outlets, I do post to them. I try to put the episodes up on that. And I just posted the last episode is now we are on Spotify. So if you have a Spotify, you know, uh, look us up talking A's by the Bay. You'll find the Oakland Athletics A's fan podcast by me on there and you can listen to be a little bit more convenient than having either of you go to soundcloud as we will stay on there and apple podcast so that's another so i gotta stop saying that
I pointed it out. It's the worst thing you could do when you're doing a podcast, but you know, that's how professional I am. <laughs> I want to know how you guys feel. Hit me up on any of those social media outlets about your Oakland athletics. I'm assuming you're feeling pretty positive, but there is always some few like me that may have some cautionary tales of what this team could look like. Cause right now the glasses are rosy for sure with on 11 game winning streak. But there are some signs that you could look at. It's still a long season, still a long haul, and I think the Oakland Athletics are the team we expected them to be right now. Are they outperforming what someone asked me, outperforming who they are? No. I, I know that's crazy to say at an 11-game winning streak. This team is good. This team has power, and they, they're healthy. Matty O and Matt Chapman can lock it in, Jed Lowry, Canna, you know, leading the top spot, doing really good, making sure to adapt to left field. It's just anywhere. Mr. Duct Tape has been named um, by Townie. If you listen to Chris Townsend on A's cast, I'll promote that for sure. So keep following all those outlets. Once again, said it again. I know it. Dang it. I am killing myself today on those. I wish I could just, I should just edit those. keep listening to the podcast we'll be back on some point we will like always this is a work of love i mention this every time we will be back as soon as i can be back to post another episode but let me know the more love i get this is a work of love and the more love i get online or the anything you guys want to talk about a's related i am happy to talk about that Heck, if you want to talk about Disney, just another plug for myself. I am on a new podcast as a co-host that if you like Disneyland, Disney Talk in general, Disney Plus, anything Disney, I've now joined the Podcateers. That's at Podcateers. They are on every Stitcher, Sound, oh, Stitcher, Apple, iPodcast, Apple Podcast, Spotify, only above where you get podcasts from. So check it out if you want to hear me there and talk Disney. Yeah, so that's another part, you guys, if you can't if you can't get enough of the the awesomeness tones. <laughs> no, 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 no. I know that's not why. If you can't get enough of my so's. My so so's. <laughs> All right. Thank you guys so much for listening to another episode of Talking A's by the Bay. Hit me up and always remember. Let's go, Oakland.